Welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plus, and with myself, Stephen Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, my South Stand chum, the bearded legend, the one and only Daddy O. It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Crisis? What crisis? Who mentioned crisis? <laughs> We've never mentioned the clubs in crisis. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 239. Thanks to everyone who tuned in to last week's show. And if you have done, um, you'd know what I'm talking about. We use crisis in a particular context. This club could not be better run if it was tried. So this week, we have got a winning game to review, which should lift some of the doom and gloom that seem to have settled over us in recent time. And we couldn't be happier. So I think let's not dither about any more. Let's crack on with the rest of the show and as always we start with a word from our sponsors yeah absolutely so our sponsors as you probably know by now are AJF Plastering who are based in Essex they're a plastering and a rendering company they cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work and they specialise in silicone colour render systems and the best part about AJF Plastering and you must know this by now ladies and gents they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. So if that is music to your ears and you want more information, you can get it. You can go online. You can look at their website, which is at ajfplastering.co.uk online, or you can email the team at ajfplastering at outlook.com. Or if you're on social media, you can go on Facebook and on Instagram and search ajfplastering. Or if you're on Twitter, search for big ads with a Z, L-O-F-C, and Adam's profile will come up. But like we say every week, 15% off for late United fans and staff. An absolute bargain. So go on, have a look, and go and book Adam and the boys. Absolutely. Very, very nicely done. So this week, bit of a quieter week for you. We don't really have any AOB uh, this week. Um, I think there was a congratulations to the Trust who were doing that walk, Steve. I'm just hurriedly trying to go through... Um, social media now just checking if I remember rightly Linda and the uh, Linda Brogan and the uh, 20 Orient fans I think they completed the walk this week so well done uh, to all of them but other than that we, it's a pretty easy week to be honest with you so let's crack on with the week that was Coulson Monday the 15th of March the club announced that the kickoff time for the home clash against Cambridge on Tuesday the 20th of April has been changed to 7pm so that's a date for your diaries unless you have uh, one of the uh, calendars set into your phone, it will automatically be changed for you. But that's a Cambridge time change to 7 o'clock on Tuesday the 20th of April. Yeah, but also on Monday, the club's accounts for the year 2019-20 were published and the club following that put out an interview on their YouTube channel and uh, Nigel Travis explained the accounts a bit further. Yeah, always interesting to hear about club finances. Uh, 500 grand on the roof, more investors coming in, investment in the pitch and on the academy. Uh, and Nigel threatened to sing, always look on the bright side of life. So um, if you haven't seen that interview, always worth uh, a listen. Um, and just really underlines what we said earlier, you know, the club could not be better run. Yeah, only about eight minutes long. As I say, the, yeah. you know, the threat of Nigel Travis singing uh, is a great one. So hopefully <laughs> the O's can get promoted just to hear Nigel Travis sing his <laughs> song. So moving on to the week, like Paul said, very quiet. So Huey Tuesday, the 16th of March, and Wednesday, the 17th of March, were quiet two days at the club. No news to report 
although there were a small number of League 2 fixtures played, but none of the results affected the O's League position. So we stayed 14 throughout the table in the midweek fixtures that were. That's right. And on Thursday, the 18th of March, Barnett announced that Miles Judd, uh, his loan had come to an end and he's now returned to us. And oh, that's understandable. There's no relegations from the National League. So, you know, Barnett are in that in that space. They're banging trouble there. So I think I think they're probably going to play a mixture of um, of probably youth and whoever's left over. I heard somewhere there might be furloughing staff from players or something. Tim Flowers has just left as manager. Obviously, he wasn't able to turn things around there. So, yeah, completely understand. And maybe... With that experience of uh, getting some more game time, maybe Miles can can come come back and get his head down, work really hard, and and, and try and push push the uh, the right backs at the club at the moment. Well, you never know. Dodgy hamstrings. Uh, Miles Judd seems to have been playing pretty regularly at yeah. Barnet, so you know he could be fit. So I guess we'll see what happens with Miles then. So Mooney Friday, nineteenth of March, very. Quiet days, so a very quiet five days at the O's, nothing to report. So let's crack on with Saturday, the 20th of March. Absolutely, five minutes in, and we're already on the match day. So the main wow. event, yeah, the main event of the day was the Justin Edinburgh Derby, Newport County away. Uh, before we uh, before the game, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought we'd get on in this one. We had 202 votes in 24 hours and the results are in and 19% thought we'd get a draw. 27% thought we'd win, but a whopping 54% of the vote went to the lose category. So as always, thanks for everybody who took the time to cast your vote. So this one was a 1pm kickoff. So at midday, the team was announced as follows, with Lawrence Figaro named in goal. Back fourth, Tunji Akinola, Jamie Turley, Danny Happy and Joe Widowson. Midfield, Craig Clay, Usise, Joby McEnough, with Connor Walkinson, Dan Kemp and DJ completing the lineup On the bench, we had Sam Sargent, Sam Ling, Josh Coulson, Jaden Sweeney, Hector Kiprianu, James Dayton and Louis Dennis. Yeah, that starting eleven saw four changes from the Scunthorpe game as James Brophy was suspended after picking up his 10th yellow card last week. He was replaced at left-back by Joe Widdison. Tunji Akinola replaced Sam Ling, who dropped to the bench. Joby McEnough replaced Nick Freeman, who'd picked up a knock. And Danny Johnson replaced Tristan Abrahams, who's ineligible against his parent club. And for me, no really surprises that, that Widdison and DJ play. Um, I'm, I quite like Akinola at right back. Um, so otherwise, really, as you'd expect. But I think really not overwhelmed, to be honest. Still sticking with that 4-3-3 formation. And obviously, this is written at the time the team is announced. Uh, Newport, you know what? Newport have got a great selection of strikers on their book, uh, on their books at the minute, and they bolstered their squad with the signing of the experienced Wales midfielder Joe Ledley in the week. So, don't know where they've suddenly got all this budget from, but um, yeah, they, they seem to be going for it. Yeah, I mean, they were going for it. I mean, I think like you, there weren't many surprises. I was still a bit surprised to see you see so keep his place. In the team, I thought once he came off against Scunthorpe, Hector done really well at driving the team forward. So that was my only kind of eyebrows raised moment to think, how on earth is Oos still starting? But every week, you know, we put out a tweet once the team's announced it, ask people to get their views in, and every week we get loads of views from fellow fans. PM31970 said, apart from the normal Hector for Cisse, I think the rest pick themselves really. So I agree there with Paul. Good tweet there. Yeah, and Vince Howard along that sort of line as well. Vince Howard, 73, said, how on earth is Cissé still getting a start? Must have a if-fit-plays contract. 
Uh, Kieran Derry7 says, Willowson back is good. Shane Brophy is suspended, as I would have liked to have seen him being played further forward. I assume McEnough will bring himself off or he would give himself captain. Uh, R underscore Petruco said, Joby McEnough names himself in Orient's lineup today. He is by far their best midfielder and the team have missed his influence since he became manager. Should have been the man to replace should he have been the man to replace Embleton, given his integrity to, to the playing side? Yeah, I think a lot of people have asked that question, haven't they? You know, by appointing Joby McEnough, it's kind of taken Joby McEnough player. the player yeah. out of the team who has you know, let's be honest, Leighton Orient have massively missed yeah. Joby McEnough on the pitch in the previous uh, four games of Joby's management reign. So, R. Houghton, 19, said, if McEnough has decided that it's time to pick himself, despite persistently telling us he wouldn't, then it makes you wonder how much he feels the players are actually taking on board from what he's telling them in training. Slap in the face to Hector too, but it is good to see Joby back. I mean, that's a good point there. Yeah, it's, it is a good point. But things change in football, don't they? So everything's uh, everything's got uh, a but-if kind of to it as well. Kaiki Ken Kalu says, Ling and Kiprianu were both decent last game, so dropped. Cissé, Happy, Turley were poor, so keep their places. Relying on a 39-year-old who hasn't been training properly for the last few weeks. Really, really hope I'm wrong, but this could get messy. Yeah, so lots of tweets in about Cissé, lots in about McEnough. So let's see how the O's would get on as the game kicked off on a lush Cardiff City Stadium pitch with Newport County looking to get into the automatic promotion spots and the O's looking for better performance following last week's two goalless draws at home. And the O's started the bright of the two sides with nine minutes on the clock. Who sees a superb long ball forward picked out the runner Connor Wilkinson? He cut inside on his left foot. Saw his effort blocked by Dimitri for corner, which came to nothing. 16 minutes in and quick pressing from Scrimshaw and Maynard on Dan Happy, who miscontrolled his first touch. Saw that latter enjoy the first chance for Newport as he tried to beat Lawrence Vigaru at his near post, but he turned it behind for a corner. Decent save there from Vigaru. Yeah. Had to be a, I think Happy could have done better um, in Could've the initial build up. Mm. But we got away with that one, yeah. I would say. So 21 minutes in the O's. We're starting to find ourselves a bit under pressure. Ball into the box for Maynard. Almost found Scrimshaw, but Akinola cleared at the back post. And Lance Vigaru looked to send Connor Wilkinson through with a long kick up the field. But Dimitri again prevented the danger. Three minutes later, Newport hit the woodwork as Dolan's curling free kick was put into the box with pace. Was nodded on by Joss Labadee. And the ball hit the upright before Jamie Turley put it behind for a corner. Bit of luck there because, you know, it flew off Ladderby's head. I think, you know, a lot of people thought it was Widowson. I think you've watched it back a couple of times and said to Ladderby, whoever's had it hit, it had the beating of Vigor all day because of the pace the ball was picking up. Lucky mm. for us, hit the post and we kicked it out for a corner. Got away with that one. But, you know, it's about time we had a bit of luck. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm pretty certain. I think the Orient Twitter feed also called it as Labadee as well. But I'm and I'm really certain that that wasn't Widdison that had the last touch on that. Thirty-one minutes on the clock now, so just over the half-hour mark. Dan Kemp was shown a yellow card for a rash challenge on Farquharson, and six minutes later, Cisse was shown a yellow card for swinging an arm at Labadee after the ball had gone. I'd love to know what what went through Cisse's head f- for doing that. They came to they they both went down on the ground. There was a little bit of tangling, but you clearly see who Cisse throw his arm at at Labadee. I'm really not quite sure what had gone on there. Yeah, a bit of a lucky boy there mm. was Ooh. So nothing of note to talk about for the rest of the half. It came to a close with the scores. 
level at nil nil. So again, lots of tweets coming into Iron Out the Podcast Towers at half time. John W nine 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 was not happy. He said one shot on target in two and a half games. Don't look like creating goal scoring opportunities. Don't see how we will if we keep playing the same system in the same way. Either nil nil or one nil to them unless something radically changes. Paul Red Rum said half time report defensively quite sound but attacking wise poor. Can't string two passes together. Can you see us winning? No. Missing Brophy and Freeman because they carry the ball and ease pressure. Would you take a draw? Kevlar P18 said, Is it possible we may have gone backwards after letting Ross go? Eastside Orient said, Yet another 45 minutes without a shot on target. How long is that now since the last one? Quite a few frustrated O's fans, but you know, it was 0 yeah. 0 at half time. It wasn't terrible. We weren't losing the game. And at half time, Joby made one change at half time as Hector Kipriano came on, replacing the already booked Boos Cissé. And fast forward now to the 53rd minute, and Dan Happy's long ball forward found Connor Wilkinson, who took a great touch and then had an effort low and hard, which forced Townsend into a smart save before recovering quickly to gather the ball before Danny Johnson could pounce on the rebound. Good effort there from Connor. That's what I'd like to see more of. You know, winning a physical battle, looking up, knowing the shots on and just going through it. I think that's definitely something from what I can see in Joby's interviews that he's mentioned about having more shots on goal. I think Connor has taken a note in that example. Good effort, good save by the keeper. He was brave there. Unlucky to Connor. But that's what I want to see more of Connor Walkinson do. Yeah, agree. Very decent effort. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's got great feet and great composure, isn't he, for a tall guy? I think their keeper did just about well enough to recover that because otherwise Dan Johnson was bearing down, ready to get that vital touch to knock that home. So probably a bit of heart in his mouth um, for him there. Um, And the moment we'd all been waiting for came in the 61st minute as Dan Kemp from the left-hand side put the ball into the danger zone of the six-yard box. The ball took a slight deflection off a defender, off a Newport defender, but carried on towards the far post where Connor Wilkinson tapped home from a yard out. But we were made to wait for confirmation of the goal as the linesman had his flag up. Thankfully, after talking to the referee, the goal was given and we were 1-0 up. Nice simple goal that. Unspectacular, but it turned out to be a crucial one. Get in, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think I tweeted from my own Twitter account... Um, Watch, watch all the uh, all the Orient fans go and critique the hell out of that goal. How sloppy it was. How this one should have done that. And how Newport were poor is what I thought was going to happen. But look, a goal's a goal's a goal's a goal. And uh, it was our one. And uh, delighted that Connor got his eleventh of the season. Yeah, agree with you there. We you know we spoke about luck in the first half when Erifer hits the post. You know, an element of luck on another day. The, the ref goes over to the lino who's got his flag and goes, "Yeah, that was offside." But you know, good to see the referee make the correct decision and one yeah. that benefited us but you know luck's in there and got to say Connor's first goal since the 29th of December so it's been a long time coming hopefully this puts Connor now on a run on a spell you know of goal scoring he started the season really well um, and has been really quiet in terms of his what his goal return has been for the last couple of months so great yeah. to see us have the luck and that goal go in so 68 minutes gone and Joby McEnough went in to the referee's book for a foul yeah he did and a great free kick from Dan Kemp in the 72nd minute found Dan Happy at the back post who was inches away from doubling our lead 
yeah, almost 2-0 at that point, thinking, oh, that could be crucial. Um, but it wasn't to be 2-0. 78 minute, another chance for Yoza. Danny Johnson tried to shot wide of Townsend's post. And Dan Camp had an effort in the 84th minute, a curler, and again, just missed the goal, just going past the post. So, you know, at this point, it was us looking to a game off as opposed to Newport, you know, under pressure and looking for the equaliser. Very much so. Fast forward now to the 90th minute and four minutes of time were added on and played out as Orient won for the second time in Joby McEnough's interim period and left O's fans in a buoyant mood as this 1-0 means we've done the double over Newport County. That's a really great feeling, that. Yeah, really good. I mean, it's one of those, isn't it, you know, where... We're all sceptical about going there. They're fourth in the league and we go and we turn them over. Delightful. So more on our views coming up. But we were sent um, Dave Victor's interview with Joby McEnough. So as this one was played um, in a championship <coughs> round, there's a press room uh, that Joby McEnough, if you've already seen the official interview, went to have his interview on. But Dave uh, Victor also spoke to Joby um, just after the game. So we're going to play this one in full because this one isn't on the club's YouTube channel. So this is Dave Victor talking to Joby McEnough straight after the Newport County game. Well, Joby, thanks for joining us and congratulations. That was a victory you deserved. Yeah, um, I thought the boys were absolutely top class today. Um, again, I know we keep saying that we had a real good week this week just to work on a few things, get the intensity back, um, which had been difficult at the end of the last real run of games um, that we were disappointed with last week. And the players have really come in this week with a real determination to improve on that performance. And I thought we executed the game plan perfectly today. Um, massive credit to the, the backroom staff, the coaching staff. A lot of work went into the performance and the effort the boys put in today and throughout the week. I thought we got our just rewards today. It was a well-taken goal from Connor Wilkinson and a very late flag. Did you get an explanation? Well, we, whether he was offside or not, the ball definitely got a nick on the way through. Um, we didn't think he was offside, to be honest, but even if he was, um, again, the ball we felt came off um, the defender on the way through. Um, so we felt it was justified, justifiably given. And for us, and for Connor in particular, getting into those positions, you know, in between the back stick and the, and the goal, is where he's going to get some goals. So it was really good that, um, again, that came off. And, you know, good ball across from Kempe, who, again, was um, very, very good today. How significant was the week on the training ground and the performance that we saw this afternoon, Joby? In my opinion, it was, it was fundamental. You know, again, it's been tough. You know, we've probably had a day's prep for each game uh, when you factor in the recovery and the travelling. Um, a quick turnaround so it, it hasn't been easy and listen the boys have, have given everything physically we've come short um, on a few occasions in terms of probably the, the required intensity but it, it's tough when you're playing you're travelling um, at the same time we still know we need to get to better levels than we have done recently so to come out and perform like we did today is pleasing but again for me um, it can't just be one performance You know, we have to take this on it can't be because we're in a, a lovely stadium with a good pitch against a really good team that we turn up and, and put a performance on. You know, we now have to demand that every single time we take the pitch. We've shown the levels we can get to at times this season, but now it's about doing it day in, day out. And as I said, throughout the week, our levels have been through the roof and I think the performance typified that. Finally for me, Joby, is it going to be player manager on Tuesday at Carlisle? Well, I think with the midfield situation at the moment, um, obviously Hector's gone away and I want to mention Hector. Um, I 
had a really good chat with him this week just about how close he is to, to getting in and, and having an opportunity. Um, he's been training fantastically well. He's been disappointed that he hasn't played, but he's shown the right type of disappointment and I want people to be disappointed when they're not playing. I thought he was excellent in that 45 minutes in the second half. So massive credit to him. Unfortunately, we lose him, of course, to international football. It's the way it goes. But, you know, what he did today was was proved that he can come out and, and play at a level and contribute to a fantastic win. Um, so it'll be, I think, whoever we can get out on Tuesday, Dave, I've got to be honest. Thank you, Joby. Well done. Congratulations. And that was Dave Victor's um, exclusive uh, interview with Joby McEnough, the club, uh, as Steve said, went uh, and did their own one because obviously Dave wasn't allowed in the media room at Cardiff City's ground. So... Our, uh, that means the uh, league table, despite that win, our league position is unchanged. We are still in 14th. We've now played 35 games. We've won 13 of those. We've drawn eight and lost 14. Our goal difference is now at zero and we are on 47 points. So my views on that, absolutely delighted we've won. Uh, I didn't expect us to win that game, to be fair. Newport are a strong side. They're pushing at the right end of the table. I think it's just the boost that, that Joby and the team would have needed, I think, as fans as well. I think for us doing this podcast week in, week out, I think it's just the boost that we needed as well. Um, I think the points I made last week about hard work, desire, determination, I think all in abundance and... Um, you know, particularly from what you see from the second half there. So, you know, that that's just the basics. That's just what you turn up with, um, in my opinion. And, and when you get that, and you can see, I think the frustrating thing is, this, you know, that's how well that team can play. And we've just not really seen that at all in the last few weeks. That's what's the most disappointing thing. Hector has obviously made the difference uh, when he came on. Uh, perhaps when he's back from in- international duty, maybe... Maybe Joby will be uh, inclined to give him the, uh, the the start ahead of uh, maybe UC. Say, uh, glad that he's had that full week on the training pitch, and it's resulted in a positive performance and a positive result as well. And you know we've done the double this season over a very very decent, respectable side. I'm wondering if playing on a decent sized pitch also helped. It was quite a wide pitch as well, so I'm wondering if you know where we're playing with uh, with the wingers of Kemp and and, and Wilkinson that having that extra yard or two um, in width of the pitch may have helped them um, but look one win doesn't make a season so you know we need to replicate this for the next 10 or 11 games really now till till the end of the or 11 games until the end of the season you know it's no good just having one we need to be absolutely consistent and that attitude needs to carry on for for, for the next 11 games you know we're not not you know we're quite close to the end now so what a quarter of the season to go so yeah, still a lot to be done. Still a lot of uh, things can change. So, yeah, overall, I'm very happy, though. Good, good. It's nice to not um, be moaning or have a rant yes. uh, when it comes to our views this week. So, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, like you said, can't argue with a win. We went there. Um, and, you know, not the best first half, I think, really, but a great second half. Lots of people saying how impressed they were with the second half. You know, we keep a clean sheet. We get the goal. You know, we're unlucky not to get the second goal. Like you said, there were certain words that were mentioned last week that we didn't see from Orient players, and I think we found it all very disappointing. I think this week, those words we can use in abundance, you know, about performances like, you know, passion, desire, effort, uh, 100%. And it seems like, you know, the players all played for Joby today. Um, and talking to Joby, you know, again, he makes such a big difference on the pitch. Just having him on the pitch, you know, worked really well. And in, in his 
interview with the club, he mentioned how how much how much he enjoyed kind of being on the pitch and how it kind of gives him the experience of being on the pitch as well as being the manager, how it kind of benefited him. So I think we'll see him on the pitch um, a lot more. And I think, you know, Joby has mentioned him, you've mentioned him. Hector Cipriano is starting to become a real tour de force in this Orient squad. And I think it'll be sooner rather than later than we see him starting to start more games than he's not. I think it's just a matter of time with that. Um, something I just saw when you were talking about a league table, our goal difference is back to zero. So, you know, hopefully now we can get back into the positive goal difference and Joby has said since he picked up the job like you know he's, he's not had much time to train with the players or get his ideas across the week just gone he's had a week and we did see a better performance so I think we have to give a kudos to Joby for that so well done to Joby and hopefully now you know we've gone to Newport a tough team up there on a championship pitch they just signed a massive player for them Joe Ledley lots of expectation we've gone there and we've turned them over so hopefully it gives our squad a confidence boost now going into a busy week and who knows Mr Levy you know two fixtures in the upcoming week who knows what will happen you know we've seen crazier things happen now than Orient going on a run until the end of the season maybe this is the catalyst maybe this is what we need to really kick start our season and maybe we will see Nigel Travis sing sooner <laughs> rather than later we can keep our fingers crossed Absolutely. so yeah a very very happy South Stand chunk this evening so those were our views. A huge amount of feedback after this match, like you couldn't believe. So thank you to everybody who took the time to message us and engage with the tweets in our social media accounts. And again, we try and read them out and we try and read as many as we possibly can. But just because we read them, it does not mean that we agree with them or endorse them. And this week, at Boatsy kicks us off with his views. He says, what an away performance. The first half was the same as recent games, but the second half... We were quality. Wilco's goal was onside, and that is just the luck we needed. Big difference having Joby in the team. We looked more energetic and have completed the double over them. Yeah, Sunshine LOFC. So overall, the better team, and in particular, once we scored the goal, a pleasing win up the O's. I mean, it's a good point. Once we went one up, if anyone was going to score after that, it was us. Mm. So it's not like we sat back and invited Newport on. We got the goal and went after after blood. You know, and even though we didn't score. You know, we were the better team. Yeah, absolutely. Record Blue App thought we played really, really well. Second half, once Cissé was replaced by Hector, uh, Kemp covered a lot of ground. And although we were a little suspect at the back, Newport didn't really offer much. Felt more composed with Joby in the middle and a good victory. First double of the season. Yeah, yeah. Good point there about Kemp as well. So Kemp now is starting to look like like the player we hoped he would be. Maybe that's you know more match fitness coming through. Maybe that's confidence under Joby. So you know, good is, is happening now with young Mister Kemp. Street matron said we often play better against those in the top half of the table, but massive three points. Well done to Joby. Putting himself back on the pitch shows what we have been missing. Shrimpy underscore boy said big win. Looked like we got a little bit too comfortable after 10 minutes of positive play and reverted back to our old ways. Glad to see Hector make an energetic difference to the team in the second half. Clay was brilliant, working hard on and off the ball too. My man of the match. Yeah, so Claudio's coming in for Craig Clay as well. Yeah. Joe Jessner, 16. So Joby's record, played five, two wins, two draws, one loss, eight points with a team that had taken only three points from their previous seven games. It's almost as if the last two weeks have been one big overreaction from O's fans. What? O's fans overreacting? I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. 
At Orient Meat Pie said, excellent second half, really worked hard and didn't sit back. Maybe a bit lucky with the goal, but won individual battles. Yeah, we definitely deserved our luck. You know, no one can, can begrudge the Ozair luck this week. Ed Jones, 1976, says, didn't see that coming. Don't care about the formation or performance. Three points were needed. Glad to see Joby play. He's always a miss when he's not on the pitch. Chef Kent One said, what a performance. Great team effort and a much improved game plan. Just goes to show how key a free week on the training ground could be. Yeah, good point. Orient underscore Ed. So that second half performance makes the last 10 games even more annoying because it shows that this team can play. Pressing hard, forcing them into mistakes, good decision-making, and most importantly, hard work. I hope this gives them confidence to push on now. Absolutely spot-on tweet, Ed. Absolutely bang on the money. There is quality in this team. And why is it we're only seeing it yesterday? Where's that been for the last half a dozen to a dozen games? Joe Pavitt 0 said, brilliant performance. I've been a sceptic of Joby, but, but that second half was so refreshing. Lovely, intense game where we wanted every second ball. The only negative I'd say was Wilkinson making some poor choices to shoot. Overall, a pleasing performance. Yeah, LFC 1978 was a great three points. Decent in the first 10 minutes and very good second half. Wilco deserved his goal. We looked dangerous for the first time in a while. Keep that team Tuesday night going to enjoy that win. Yeah, I mean, I would hope he keeps it the same. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Yeah, I mean, I think judging by his comment to Dave Victor at the end of that, I think it pretty, I think it reading between the lines I think he probably will I think he'll play himself but then he needs to manage himself as well in terms of his, you know, his recovery and so on I mean Carlisle it's not like we're flying on a private jet up there is it they've got a what six seven eight hour journey in the, on the coach to go up on the Monday so um, yeah he's going to have to manage that at Essex Biz said a big three points a great workmanlike performance the tempo of our play was much better and once we got the goal we never looked like losing Far from perfect, but definitely a big step in the right direction. Amazing what we can do when Joby's on the pitch. Dan Alton, 2590. It's a dreadful first half, a brilliant second. Amazing what Hukin Cissé can do. <laughs> Looked a complete different side after the break. Looked an attacking threat for the first time in months, especially after the goal. Efforts, pride, determination, application. That is all we yeah. want. Good tweet there. Again, yeah. those buzzwords that we used last week that we weren't seeing. Seen lots of tweets this week, those buzzwords, you know, in a good, in a good way, and that's right. As all fans, that's all you want to see, you know, you know, effort, pride, determination, application. Yes, spot yeah, on the money. Absolutely, that is all it takes. You know, uh, yeah. Anyway, Matt J Nash an excellent win, especially when arguably missing our most important player. It's almost as though writing off a manager before he had any time on the training ground with the players may have been an overreaction. Yeah, I mean, that's the second kind of tweet alluding to keeping the same team and missing Brophy. It will be very interesting. Say we go to Carlisle, uh, slightly off topic, say we go to Carlisle and beat them 2-0, would you put James Brophy back in that team? I mean, he's got, he's got a big decision to make if we go and turn Carlisle over because James Brophy would be one of the first names normally on the team sheet, but you can't see Dan Kemp uh, coming off that. And if we keep a clean sheet away at Carlisle and get a decent result, you'd say Joe Woodhouse would be very unlucky to be pulled out of that team. So, you know, hopefully Joe's got a very hard decision to make next so, Saturday. So to answer your question, I'm going to answer it with a question. My question is, is do you change a winning side? Absolutely. That's what I just asked you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, to see what 
what would happen, hopefully, if that is the case on Saturday. Does James Brophy walk back into the team or does Joby go, mate, you're on the bench because you lost your place. Now, yeah. you know, you have to fight for it back. Who would have thought we'd be saying that a couple of weeks ago? Trousers Technos has got to say that was a much more professional away performance, pressing high up the pitch and being much more positive. To come away with a victory is impressive and more so that it was deserved too. Yeah, that wasn't a smash and grab. That was a deserved three yeah, points. Yeah, absolutely. Dear Stu said, superb win and one I never saw coming. Whatever was said at halftime definitely worked. Joby has to start games full stop. I think we're lucky that Cissé didn't get sent off in the first half. Kemp was my man of the match. Yeah, good points there. The tipping Tim said a great second half, aided by Joe Ledley coming on and playing like a pub player. <laughs> Kiprianu and Widowson need to start every week. Cyprus permitting. Akinola needs to sign for the O's. Kemp class once again and fast becoming an O's hero in my house anyway. Yeah, I mean, good point. I mean, I think Joe Ledley's probably like we alluded to, maybe put a bit more pressure on Newport. Maybe they underestimated us. Maybe they got carried away with the whole Joe Lendley's arrived, he's going to, you know, walk the division. And you know, maybe it was mm. too much for Newport. Maybe we caught one on off day, but we can only beat the team that is in front of us. Yeah, and they'd lost to Port Vale in the week as well. So clearly had uh, some slightly uh, wounded players there from a pride perspective. Or Fan TV tweeted in, he said, good away win against the team vying for promotion. Lots of energy from the players involved. Uh, Joby as a manager or player manager hmm I think he gives us such a boost when he's out on the pitch think he'll be player manager going forward Carlisle lost today a win on Tuesday is possible definitely Richie J Bourne said a great positive second half I'm glad the two out of the four new signings were permanent as the other two on loan are no loss my man in a match mm-hmm. Widowson who supported and created chances I mean that's interesting already we've had you know view saying Clay was my man in a match. We've had Kemp was my man in a match. Um, so now someone's saying Wilson was my man in a match. So a few different players being touted as man in a match. That's good to see. We haven't seen that enough uh, over the last couple of weeks or months. First game in a while that they've been sport for choice. Nigel yeah. La- Nigel Lad White uh, said a promising away performance built upon a foundation of pressing from the front. It all bodes well for next season when the general expectation is that the O's are part of the conversation when it comes to playoffs slash promotion. Fair point. Steve, yeah, good point. Steve, the F1 said, good performance. We look much more positive with Hector on second half. Biggest challenge left the summer now is to replace Joby as a player. Wilco 300 said, solid away performance, looked organised and never stopped working. Still work to be done if we want to control games, but Joby definitely got them working. A huge step in the right direction. Billy Carroll GB said a good win for us. Expected more from Newport. Today showed why Joby needs to be on the pitch and not managing. Also showed why Hector should start overseas. So hopefully we can build on this on Tuesday and start a run. Luxford C said best Orient performance for a long time. Would have been happy with a point ahead of that. So even happier with a hard one win away. Dave M1812 said a lovely three points. We did a job on them. Isn't what you often hear in Orient's favour. Still didn't create much, but DJ was more involved down of late. We'll forgive most things if they show fire, but to win as well, over the moon. Molly Folly 2019 said the difference between an Embleton side and a Joby side is clear to see. I make one plea to Joby. You've won two games with Widdison at left back. That's it. Simple truths. We're better with Akinola and not being at right back. We're we're better with Hector and not Cissé in midfield. And we're better with Widdison and not Brophy at left-back. We're better with Turley, not Coulson at centre-back. 
and we're better with Joby on the pitch as and as a manager. Parksy, 1881, said, best player on the pitch, yes. Fight courage and determination, yes. Promising performance, yes. Problems all sorted, no. Play five, one, two, drawn two, lost one, eight points. I said that I'd have to judge Joby McEnough after six games, and the one on Tuesday would take our points per game close to two points. A solid, if unspectacular, start for Joby. Gorillas1985 said, Don't care how we win, a win is a win. The next three games are teams around us and somehow we're still only 10 points off the playoffs. If we win the next three, who knows what the last month of the season could bring. Get behind Joby and see what happens. We've got nothing to lose. Yeah, good tweet there. Only 10 points off the playoffs. Like mm. I said, stranger things have happened. Mm. Nigel, that microphone, could that be waiting for you to do your thing? Stuart, 1973, said, thought we were very disciplined, pressed very quickly and hunted in numbers. I can't fault anyone. And good all-round display. I mean, that's another good point. You know, how many teams have we seen press us high, force us into mistakes? And we've all, all sat here and gone, oh, why don't Orient do that? So it's good to see that a few tweets now yeah. alluding to are starting to do that we are putting that effort in and making the opposition make mistakes yep absolutely Lou Bear 84 said first 10 we started off on top and looked dismal until the second half Hector coming on made a big difference Joby being on the pitch makes a big difference natural leader Kempi looked full of energy and never gives up with the ability to match solid display from the defence no entry signs up Kevin Cowan said that was a proper away performance against a decent team who we completely nullified. Joby was absolute class as usual and surely he has to start every game from now to the end of the season. Freeman can go back to working as far as I'm concerned. Poor signing. Final word this week goes to Tommy Atkinson 6 who said great performance, winning the first and second balls. Desire, every man put in a shift. We had clear tactics at set pieces and an overall game plan. Very pleased with what I saw and the three points came from across with a second man following in. Very good spot on that. Up the O's, go on, Joby. Yeah, lovely. So those were all tweets that came in to us from the game to Orient Outlook on Twitter. So thanks to everyone who tweeted us. And let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we've read out. You can tweet us, obviously, or you can email us at orientoutlook@outlook.com. If you're not on email which I don't know how you wouldn't be, or if you're not on Twitter, but you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can contact us on both of those platforms. We're on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast, and we are on Insta at Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast. But thanks to everyone who has tweeted the pod this week or, you know, who continues to tweet the pod. It is no word of a lie, unbelievable still to me after six, seven years of doing this that we get the level of engagement that we do. It is very, very... Um, uh, we're just, uh, that's, you know, I've still lost words really at, at the volume of tweets we get um, on a, on any given day, let alone a match day. So thanks to everyone who continues to tweet tweet us. I think we're one of, if not the most engaging fan account out there. To be honest with you, you know, we retweet loads of stuff. People get involved in conversations that are tweets that people start with us. It's it's brilliant. Absolutely love the engagement. So as you'll probably know by now, the prediction league that we've been running since the start of the season is now sponsored by At Design Cadby. They specialise in company branding, advertising, print, digital and logo design with all Leighton Orient fans getting a 15% discount. 
If you're interested or looking to do that kind of thing, you can find James on social media at Design Cadby. He is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with that Twitter with that handle. Sorry, and you can email James now. Hello at jamescadby.com. So the results are in from the prediction league. Well done to you, Steve, that that have been doing this throughout the whole season. I've mucked up the spreadsheet too many times to be entrusted to do it, so it's in your very fair and capable hands. Well done at Ian Hutchinson 8 at James O'Hagan, at uh, Evilist Mick, at BigTB47. You guys all predicted 1-0 to the O's, you strange people, um, and you all get three points. That means the top of the Design Cadbury Prediction League is as follows. Slight lead here from Dan Alton, 2590 on 29 points. David Landau, three points behind him on 26. And Wadsey is still there, hanging in there on 23 points. So thanks to everybody for all of your predictions. Yeah, so that wraps up Saturday. So let's move on to Sunday, the 21st of March as we speak. So congratulations to Connor Wilkinson. Who not only made the Skybet League Two Team of the Day, but he also made the, the EFL Team of the Week. Yeah, following his performance against Newport. So well done to Connor Wilkerson. Mm. Hopefully, we will get to see you know many more O's faces in those Team of the Weeks. At one point, you know we were consistently getting players in there. Haven't said that in a while on a Sunday. So nice to be able to to read that out this evening. Absolutely. So. Let's move on then to look to wrap this up with just 41 minutes gone. Um, fancy football update for you. Elliot Pierce is at the top of the Orient Outlook podcast, Fancy Football League. He's just ahead of Dave Hyten, who's in second place. Steve's dropped a little bit down to 75th place out of 295 players. And I think Spurs are playing Villa at the moment. They were winning 2-0 when I last looked. That could have changed by now. Um, but yeah, so good luck to everybody who's doing that. Yeah, fair play to everyone in class. So time for positives and negatives of the week. So positives for me this week then. So the first one is getting the three points and getting the win at Newport. Never complain and always a positive. Second positive was the second half performance in particular against Newport. A real good half. Lots of tweets saying about, you know, showing the desire, showing the commitment, showing the press. You know, we get the goal and we don't sit back and we go for it. So great second half there. And the third positive is the clean sheet, our 14th clean sheet of the season. So, you know, the legend that is Lawrence Vigoru keeping another mm. one speaks so well. He was interviewed after the game as well on the club's YouTube channel. Um, you know, I can't I can't praise Lawrence Vigoru enough. So three very, very good, three very important positives of the week. Very happy to talk about them this week. Absolutely. And thankfully this week, just one negative, although it is quite an important negative, the injury suspensions and generally a depleted squad. We've lost Hector to international duty. We've lost James Brophy for the Carlisle game. So he's, he was suspended yesterday and he's also suspended for Carlisle. Uh, Nick Freeman, um, I think he picked up a knock. I think you picked up on Steve. Uh, Lee Angle, probably won't see him again this season. And Ruel uh, Satori has also been out injured for some time. So there's some potency there. And, uh, you know, Joby, you know, it's a good job we've got a, a pretty deep squad to be able to, to, to field a strength. Uh, a strong side so uh, yeah just that one negative this week then Lovely it's a hero of the week so we finally were able to name a hero of the week last week after two weeks not having one we're very happy to be able to name a hero of the week this week so the Orient Outlook podcast hero of the week is 
Joby McEnough. So well done to Joby. I mean, he not only managed the team through the week, he also played on Saturday. I think, like, we've both picked up on our views. He said he wanted a week, a free week without a game on the Tuesday to kind of get an idea, his ideas across, get players training for a full week. Um, and he done that. And we won the game and he played. So well done to Joby. You know, let's hopefully have more of that. So well done, Joby McAuliffe, our hero of the week. Yes, absolutely. Next week's fixtures, then. We've got a Tuesday-Saturday week ahead of us. First up on Tuesday, the 23rd of March, as we said earlier, we make the long journey up to Carlisle. They're currently 11th in the league. They're just one point ahead of us, though. So three places and one point. So it's a very, very compacted section of the league there. They lost 3-1 away to Stevenage, who also kicked off at 1 o'clock yesterday. Uh, of their last five games, they've won one, drawn two, and lost two. So possibly a good time to be playing them. Well, they still have quite a few games in hand on the teams in the playoff places. Then we entertain Oldham Athletic in our final game of the month on Saturday the 27th of March. They're currently 17th in the league, having drawn 0-0 away to Bradford. They've drawn four and lost one of their last five games. Don't really think they've had the uh, new manager bounce that everyone goes on about since Keith Curl joined, have they? But um, so probably a good time to be playing them as well. Yeah, I think, you know, perfect time to be playing Carlisle. I think, you know, they had a COVID breaks. So I think they're really getting stretched by playing Tuesday, Saturday now most mm. weeks. Oldham aren't winning, but they're not really losing money like you've alluded to. They've drawn four out of their last five, so that'd be an interesting one. So before we wrap this up, a sponsorship reminder, don't forget, for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or Big Ads LOSC on Twitter. They're also on Facebook and on Instagram, or you can email Adam and the boys for all your plastering and rendering needs. So that is it. It feels like a very, very short episode 2-3-9 yeah. so thank you for joining us and if this has been too short for you and you crave more on the spell go and listen to the fantastical <laughs> podcast if you're into your music that's available on all good platforms so I'll stop plugging my own solo podcast I'll get cracking with bringing this beautiful episode to an end in a quiet week at the O's as Joby and I finally had a full week at the training ground with his players to get his ideas across and it paid dividends as the Orient went to cut Cardiff and although the first half wasn't much of a spectacle we saw the kind of second half performance we've all been craving as a Connor Wilkerson goal was the difference between the two sides with the O's winning the game 1-0 keeping a clean sheet in the process to leave us fans feeling the happiest we felt in a while so it's now a big week coming up on the pitch as we've just alluded to we return to the Tuesday Saturday fixtures travel to Carlisle on Tuesday a hell of a long way to go and we follow that up with a home win to Oldham home tie sorry against Oldham on Saturday and if we can get six points then who knows what could happen but what we do know is that we'll be here next Sunday and hopefully talking about two wins and another happy or an outlook podcast fingers crossed if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe give our podcast a five star rating review on whatever platform you get your podcast from if you're listening on SoundCloud Spotify TuneIn and Stitcher add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on all smart speakers, so listening to the podcast has got even easier. If you've got an older relative, a loved one, an Orient chum, someone who has a passing interest in Orient who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it from Pass the Pod. I still know non-Orient fans that do listen to us as well as um, ex-players, Dean Cox. So thank you very much to everybody who listens. Big, big week coming up. The legend that is Stevie Nuss turns 41 on Thursday. So wishing you a very happy birthday 
for this coming Thursday, the last one in lockdown, um, all, be, all things being considered. Uh, but we'll, as Steve said, we're going to be back with episode 240 next week with all the information and the views that you could ever need. And we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm. Have a great week. Listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Grab my boots and a sack. Oh, that's not the outro. <laughs>